are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Red Nation, to another installment of Locked On Texans, your daily podcast and news update. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis, along with my partner in crime. John, some sports guy, Hickman, Battle Red Nation, happy to be back. This episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. This is the podcast, the only podcast, really, that you will ever need when discussing the Houston Texans. Thoroughly fun, of course. You know, we are the Bulls on Parade with a little bit of a party twist, even in this dead time. But in the dead time of the Houston Texans and the NFL, we know how slow and I wouldn't even call it slow, Cody. I would just say non-existent this offseason with practices and OTAs has, you know, really been. We've had virtual um, sessions with the team and Deshaun Watson and Brandon Cooks and, and Renna Carl. They have been doing a very good job collectively working with one another to, you know, stay in football shape and working out, getting some chemistry. But outside of that, you know, we haven't had an opportunity to hear really from the first pick the Houston Texans actually had this offseason in the draft, Ross Blacklock, you know, Jonathan Bernard, how are the rookies coming along? How are the second and third year players coming along? And that's the most frustrating part to me. You know what I mean? Because we have players like Ross Blacklock, who is real, who will be replacing DJ reader, Jonathan Bernard, who will come in and will be what you and I think would be, you know, effective within his first few games. Right. And then we have, Brandon Carr, Brandon Cooks, we have all of these new receiver pieces in and David Johnson. And, you know, I mentioned the newcomers, but we also have to look at Charles Omanehu, who will be coming into his second year. You will be getting their year outside linebacker who missed the entire year last year, Duke Ayajal Four, and I hope I pronounced his name correctly. He will be coming back, and we have to see how he will be, you know, becoming part of this team if he makes the roster because, you know, Jacob Martin is around who ended the year off very strong and solid. And just all of these pieces, that's been the most frustrating part for me, Cody, during this offseason. The second and third year players, first year players, how they will come into the team, add to this team defensively, offensively, on special teams. It's really been frustrating because the last time we saw the Houston Texans, they blew a 24-0 lead. Why? We can look at play calling. That's been upgraded this offseason, right? You can look at defense, new D.C. and new players. What are we getting? And we really won't know until a few weeks from now. And I, I, my fear is, will it be too late? I don't think it's going to be too late because every single team, all their opponents, everybody in their division, everyone is in the same boat. I get what you're saying. It is scary. But at the same time, you have to look at it as outside of the Kansas City Chiefs who – are possibly the only team who hasn't done anything drastically to their roster. Everyone is in the same boat. There is no team that has an advantage over the other. So it's scary, it's frustrating, but at the same time, it's understandable. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And and here's the thing, while you're right, and when I say this, I don't want to come off as a, as a jerk or anything, but I don't care about the other teams. You know what I mean? Like we, we are covering the Houston Texans, and I really do care about the Houston Texans. I really want to see improvement because when we look at this entire offseason and last offseason, we've had two major, major franchise trades within the last 12 months. 
11 months. And what has been the con- consensus thought around both of those trades? When we look at Jadavion Clowney and De- DeAndre Hopkins, we didn't get enough back. Now, one trade, actually, I, I, I'm on I'm on record by saying it worked out. We, we still have to see with DeAndre Hopkins. And with the first trade, we were able to overcome up until pieces were gone, up until J.J. went down. When J.J. went down, Whitney Merciless, who started the year off phenomenal, he just he lost his step. Lost some gas after he got his contract extension, right? It happens, you know, your anchor wasn't there anymore, more expectations and, you know, so on and so forth. However, you want to look at that picture. And it ended up biting us in the ass, right? And so now the thought is, will it happen again? Will it come back around again? As much as I don't want to say it will, because I think we have a lot of weapons offensively to catch the ball. And last year, when I look at defensively, we didn't have a lot of weapons defensively. At least we didn't know what we had just yet. Like, we didn't know what we had in Jacob Martin until the last four or five games of the year. Uh, we didn't know what we really had in rookie Charles Romanehu. You know, he kind of got it going. And I tweeted uh, yesterday, the day before that, you know, he only played 41% of the defensive snaps and had three sacks, two forced fumbles and two pass deflections and 41% of those snaps. That's damn good. And we expect his load to increase this year going into his second year. Uh, So I don't really care about the other teams. I really care about what this team is going to do to replace in the last 11 months, two franchise major trades. Uh, and, And that is my big concern right now. And, you know, we haven't seen, no field work. We've heard about the virtual sessions. That's cool, right? You're sharpening your tool mentally. Mentally, that's a big part of it. breaking down reads, right? You know, reading your cornerback, reading his foot, re- re- reading your your offensive lineman if it's, or your defensive lineman. If your defensive lineman hand is twisted a certain way, maybe you should expect a blitz or, you know, things of that nature. Looking at film is one of my favorite parts of sports because you need it mentally. You, you want to be sharper mentally than your opponent. I understand it. We've had a lot of smart guys come into the league and, and NBA as well. Football, soccer, baseball, doesn't matter. Very smart guys, but athletically or on the field, it, it didn't match to what you had mentally. The Houston Texans, you know, they, they are very a very good team when everything is clicking. I just want to see it click on it. That's all. With every increasing number of makes like Fiat, Kia, and models like Pacifica and XT5, it is now impossible to stock all of your parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidated questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing only the brand his warehouse happens to carry? Come on, guys, we can do better than that. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at your home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your car is to save money that you can use for other important things like mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30, 50, or even 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? For example, the Delphi FG 1456 fuel pump assembly for a 2005 through 2010 Honda Odyssey cost $353. Ninety-nine at advance, a big chain store, but it only costs two hundred sixteen seventy-nine at RockAuto.com. Chain stores have a different price tiering for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. 
rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices available rather than the changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. rockauto.com is for everybody and does not require a membership or account login. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Do You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Well, while you are more concerned about the team chemistry and the camaraderie on the field, the Houston Texans players themselves, they are more concerned about how they're going to get through a 2020 NFL season in the midst of a pandemic. On yesterday, the NFL released a couple questionable and kind of silly guidelines to what the players can and cannot do as they try to get through this season. One of them, one of them was players can no longer dap, handshake, or do any type of social interactions after the game. The league also considered that there might be a possibility that players have to wear a face mask and if they do, the Houston Texans might be without J.J. Watt for the entire season. Yeah, J.J. Watt came out, uh, spoke with Pro Football Talk, and uh, in that interview, he made it clear that skipping the season would be an out um, would be an option for him if he has to wear that protective face shield, uh, which is something that you know uh, apparently in his second season he tried it out. Uh, he once wore a visor over his helmet early on in that in his career, his great career. Uh, he hated it so much because he felt like he was going to die. Um, and like I said, that was in his second season. He tried it out during practice, and it was that bad. Uh, on, along with that, let's look at some of the you know the NFL rules and guidelines they're going with right now. You know, you mentioned the forbidding post game interactions that will have um, that have to be within six feet of each other. The jersey exchanges between players will be prohibited during the 2020 season. And it's just another way to look at COVID. Everything is changing. The players are not going to lock it. They have to understand that. I think the NFL, and I agree with the NFL, one of the few times, the few times I agree with the NFL with this move. Larry Tunsil did not like it. You know, he tweeted, shaking my head, the NFL is a joke. Uh, a funny thing that kind of happened on Twitter, just to throw it in, uh, one guy uh, tweeted Larry Tunsil back. And here's a guy who knows a few things about masks. If you know about Laramie Tunsil, whenever he was drafted, there was a lot wow. of speculation. Wow. Serious because of the gas mask. Hold on, wait a minute. Your Laramie Tunsil tweeted that guy back. Laura, your wife, knows a lot about them too. Mm. Trust. I thought that was pretty funny. But no, to get back to the serious conversation, I agree with the NFL, right? If you want a jersey swap, there's so many ways you can do that without actually having to stand right next to the player. Now, I get it. What you want to do with those jersey swaps, you want to swap the jersey with a player uh, after you had a great game and you want to take that picture for the gram. But right now, guys, I, you know, I really feel like the safety comes first because throughout the entire league, the issue and the beef between uh, the NFL front office and organization and the players is just a confusion on what's going to happen and take place for this 2020 season. You can't make these complaints. You cannot, right? You have to really look at it and say, okay, if we really want to play ball, we have to understand, just like the NBA, things are going to be different than what we are, are accustomed to. And if we really want to go out there and play ball, just accept it for this year or the foreseeable future until things die down 
or the cases are not as high as they are right now. I, I, I'm all, and this is the, this is the few time, one of the few times rather, I would say this. I agree with the NFL right now. Let's do everything we can to do what, Cody, to do what, listeners, protect our assets. I understand you siding with the NFL, but I'm actually going to side with the players on this one, and here's why. It's kind of, it's like the NFL is kind of contradicting themselves a little bit because you're basically telling the players it's okay for you to breathe on one another, to tackle one another, to God know whatever hell they, whatever the hell else they do to one another. Because everyone, the main thing about this virus, everyone is saying social distancing. Everywhere you go, six feet apart, do not touch, do not do this, do not do that. But NFL players, they're going to go out there for what, 45 minutes and play a game where it's nothing but physical contact. Then after the game, after we have already tackled and breathed and coughed and sneezed on one another and, and everything else in between, you telling me I, I, I can't shake his hand? You telling me I can't change his jersey? I mean, I kind of feel like this, this is a league that's contradicting itself. And I understand J.J. Watt's frustration. I understand Deshaun Watson's frustration. Hell, I understand Laramie Tunsil's frustration. I understand these players' frustrations. And it's it's really confusing. It's okay for us to put out to, to risk our livelihoods when we're in between those lines and we are on the field, but I can't do no I, I can't do something so simple as just shaking my, my one of my, my one of my brother's hands. Well, you know what? Here's interesting. Uh, here's an interesting thought to look at. J.C. Treader, who plays offensive lineman for the Cleveland Browns. Let's take a look at what he said. Uh, this is on the NFLPA.com website. Since March, this is what he's saying. We have had hours of return to work meetings, review research, and develop de- detailed protocols, all of which will be wasted if the NFL refuses to think and act differently when it comes to getting through a full season. Players don't just want to return to work. We want to stay at work, right? And, I mean, that's powerful, that line. We don't just want to come. We want to make sure that we are able to stay and play. You got to understand the heart and mind of a player. Once they play this sport of football, they're doing it for their family, for themselves, and they love the fans, right? He continues, as a preventative measure during the COVID-19 pandemic, the NFLPA and the NFL formed a joint committee of doctors trainers and strength coaches to develop protocols designed to bring players up to full speed in halfway I'm sorry up to full speed in a healthy way when they return the NFL initially accepted and implemented the joint committee's suggestion including items like no joint practicing we know about that the Texans have been big on that no fans at training camp that sucks but I I love it however the NFL was unwilling to follow the Joint Committee's recommendations of a 48-day training camp schedule. Despite these experts' assessments that teams face a serious risk of player injury spikes this year based on past NFL data and recent findings from sports leagues that have already returned to play this year, the NFL is unwilling to prioritize player safety and believes that the virus, that the virus will bend to football. With no medical, and I'm going to continue on really quick, with no medical reason provided for holding any preseason games, 
and the, the desire to follow the joint committee's recommendations, the NFLPA board of player representative unanimously voted against any preseason game this season. And he also stated in his excerpt, the NFL has recently stated it wants to play two preseason games. When we, the players, ask for a medical reason to play games that don't count in the standings during an ongoing pandemic, the NFL failed to provide one. The league didn't provide a football reason, though, to evaluate rosters. The NFL also stated that it was important to stage preseason games to check how our game protocols will work. That is from J.C. Trotter, plays for the Cleveland Browns. I wanted to mention that because, Cody, as you, you made your points, I made my points, but you, like you said, it's very contradicting. Now, I, I agree with, the, with the, the post-game protocol right now. I do, but I'm always a player guy first. And as a player guy, I'm thinking to myself, are you doing this to say fakes, to look good, and to make it seem like you are trying? When actuality behind scenes, we're actually asking for certain things that we believe, along with doctors, along with research, along with data, that we believe will work best. That we believe, you know, the preseason games, let's just do away with it right now. That we believe as the players, along with everybody on our side, will work best for us, which is your assets. You guys are not bending. You guys are not really, you know, listening and caring. And as the NFL, this has been an issue in the past. Pick a decade, you'll find an issue with the NFL saving face, trying to look good, but it's, it's all kind of crap on their chins. Man, listen, at the end of the day, the only thing the NFL can do to make sure their players stay 100% healthy is just not have a season. Um, The second best scenario. Hey, hey, listen, I'm all for it. Look, I mean, that's that's the only that's the only logical decision unless you want to just use the 2020 season as flat football, you know, take all the contact out of it. Listen. It doesn't matter what the NFL does to keep their players safe. They can provide every single one of these players with a face mask. They can say no post-game celebration with the opposite team. Um, There's also been rumors saying something about the locker room players. Lockers are going to have to be spread six to ten feet apart. I don't know how that's going to work on a 53-man roster. Plus, when you got to take into consideration that, you know, the coaching staff and all of them are going to be in there. It doesn't matter what the NFL do. At the end of the day, all of their safety protocols are going to go out the window once the ball is kicked off in the air every Sunday at 12 o'clock, 3 o'clock, 7 o'clock, Monday nights at, at 7, or Thursday nights at 7. All of it is going to go out the window because this is a physical sport with nothing but contact. That's why I say the safest thing to do is to come up with, with with some kind of CBA agreement to not have a season in 2020. Other than that, the players, the coaches, everyone is going to be putting their livelihood, their health at risk if they play these games. Now, if they play them, hell, I, I don't want to sound selfish. I hope they play them, not only because I'm a fan, but, you know, we work in media and that gives us a lot of stuff to talk about. But I just don't see what – and not just the NFL, the NBA, the – baseball all of these leagues i just don't see anything that they can do to keep these players safe 
while they're doing the most important thing they're getting paid for in their job, which is to go out there and perform. I, I, I just don't see a situation that, that can help this. Like I said, unless they play flag football or two-hand touch and make sure everybody have gloves on. I don't know. You know what's funny before we move along? <laughs> Deshaun Watson, he responded to Tom Pellicero's tweet about the NFL forbidding you know, the post-game interactions within the six feet and, you know, everything else with the protocol. That's damn silly, bro. I thought that was funny because damn silly sounds like something somebody <laughs> named, uh, you know, Logan would say. I, I don't know. Um, sounds like an older guy who uh, who's yelling at his TV. Damn silly. <laughs> That's damn silly. I don't know. I, I just like, damn silly. But, you know, Deshaun is a perfect – you know, he, he he tries his hardest not to be any type of distraction. He probably wanted to say something else other than damn silly, but damn silly just comes off. <laughs> it was in all caps like an old person, too, that has, like, broccoli stuck in their teeth. That's damn silly. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, I, I see both sides of it. At the end of the day, I would rather have every measure taken to protect the players. But – is it just a safe face? And like I said, pick a decade, any decade, you'll find the NFL doing the exact same thing. On Wednesday, we broke down the quarterback position heading into the 2020 season. And that one was a was possibly the easiest breakdown because everyone knows who's the starting quarterback going to be. And everyone kind of knows who's the backup quarterback going to be. And like I said, there's nothing A.J. McCarron can do. No, and no disrespect to McCarron. I believe he's a solid QB, but there's nothing he can do. He could he can actually come back with a Superman body, with the intelligence of Batman, with the speed of Spider-Man, and he would still be on the bench. There's nothing he could do to replace Deshaun Watson as the starting quarterback. With all that being said, we're going to continue moving forward with our position preview. And today, who boy. <laughs> We are looking at the running back situation who, as easy as it was to do the quarterback, this running back situation was not as easy. And, John, when I broke this down, and you guys can check out the whole entire article on ESPN Houston slash Houston Sports Map, when I broke down this position, John, there is a lot of if this happens, what if this happens, this person has the opportunity to move up in the depth chart. If this person doesn't, it, it's just a whole bunch of if and, and, and could. And with all that being said, this running back situation is pretty nerve-wracking heading into the new season. Is it really? Well, I think it is. Like you said, we don't know which Johnson is going to start, right? If I had to say, I would go with Duke Johnson. I've always wanted to see a full season of Duke Johnson. And right off the bat, that lets you know how confusing this running back situation is because I'm under the impression that it's going to be David Johnson because if he can stay healthy, he still possesses the talent to be a reliable, I don't want to say top tier, but like a second tier running back in this league. And right off the bat, that's what makes this whole running back situation with the Texans questionable because you don't even know who the starting running back is going to be. Right, and you know, honestly, when I look up, look at the makeup of this team, I don't want to place the term starter on any of these guys uh, because 
you, you know, you may have a, a running back that may start the game, but you may have a running back that may, you know, David Johnson may start the game because of, you know, matchups or Duke Johnson may start the game because of matchups, but the opposite one may get the majority of the carries or the majority of the percentage time on the field. So I don't even think there's going to be a definitive starter, if that makes sense, right? You know, and I would like to see Duke Johnson get majority of carries because A, he was with the team last year, first and foremost. B, I think his ability to get those very quick pop yards and you look up, he just ran for five or six yards per carry in the game. Right. That's the type of player Duke Johnson is. And he's such a mismatch out of the backfield. And he's also, from what we've known, just healthier than David Johnson. And when I look at that, I want to go with Duke getting more touches. And I think that will happen. However, you know, you mentioned we don't know. And then we also don't know if Duke or David Johnson go down or, you know, they're not having a productive season. Who's going to be the third running back up? Even though I, I'm hoping and wanting it to be Scotty Phillips, I'm just not too sure that he's going to have an opportunity this season at least, um, especially just when you consider that there's not no rookie workout, there's not no voluntary, involuntary workout, there is going to be a weird training camp. So if one of these guys of the Johnson brothers fall short of expectations, I have my eyes set out on running back Buddy Howell. He's going into his third season with the team. You might not be too familiar with him because he has played on special teams over the last two seasons, and he only played in 39 snaps since 2018, and 25 of those 39s came during the Texans' regular season finale against the Titans last year. And I believe the only reason why Howell has never had the opportunity to play in the backfield because in his last two seasons, I mean, when he was a rookie, you had Lamar Miller. His second year, you had Carlos Hyde. There was no need for him to be in that field. When you realize that the Texans, they could have waived him. They could have cut him. They could have thrown him on the practice squad. The fact that they haven't did any, any of that and kept him around makes me believe that Bill O'Brien and his coaching staff see something in Howell and hopefully he can get that opportunity to showcase his ability to be a backup running back in this league in 2020. And that's where I have, <clears throat> that's where I would have to agree. You know, JJ Wide mentioned um, in his interview with Pro Football Talk about the preseason and how important it is because guys are still trying to make roster spots and, you know, create those impressions. And I think that's where we look at Scotty Phillips. I think that's where we we're, we're, we will find our third running back. Not, to disrespect Buddy Howell, I just think Scotty Phillips is a better prospect. And I think he can, you know, possibly potentially do more down the line. Also, at that third running back position, if if one of those Johnson boys go down or, you know, Duke or David is just not being productive and they try to look at who on their roster would be able to, you know, help them off on the offensive side of the ball, which I think they will be able to do together. But I don't see Buddy Howe getting a, a true shot simply because, A, right now we don't have enough of preseason to have to, you know, really determine, you know, how good he is. And then you also have Scotty Phillips. But I also think this team is – they believe that they are primed for a true run, and they'll go out there and get them a running back. Maybe Lamar Miller, who's still on the market. But they'll go out there and get them a running back who they feel can come in right now and be effective and not have to worry about if and if not. 
Guys, this is John, some sports guy Hickman, and don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texans. Like us on Facebook as well. I am always happy to be here to talk Texans with you guys. And, you know, the preparation, the excitement, the anticipation, everything that comes with that team off 16 and Kirby and the heart attacks and the heartbreaks and the the why did they why would we go for it on, you know, everything that comes with it. We're happy to be here to discuss it. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. And please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y. D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Please remember to subscribe to Locked On Texans on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Megaphone, and Spotify, and all of your favorite podcast streaming services. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace. You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.